0: with
1: you, Susan Rosen Hey there everyone. this is your host Susan Rosen. And today in the podcast, we are going to be talking about or maybe I should say I'll be talking about the 2020 to 2025 dietary Guidelines for Americans unquote that was published within the last month or two by the US federal government. First off, let me say that I'm gonna be doing a lot of quoting primarily from their executive summary and that's because they have summarized this a lot better than I can. And second, that I will be giving you the link to the report, at least to the website where the report and the summary are posted. And I will put those in the show notes, and I also will be mentioning it at the end of the podcast. Okay, on to the meat of the podcast. So every five years since 1980, the U.S. federal government has published a new Dietary Guidelines for Americans report, and this new one was published, I'm not exactly sure the date, but it was sometime earlier this year. And... What I'm going to do is start out by reading directly from the executive summary, and it starts, and I quote, the U.S. Department of Agriculture, USDA, and the Health and Human Services, HHS, are required to jointly publish a report containing nutritional and dietary information and guidelines for the general public, unquote. So the statute code quote, requires that the dietary guidelines be based on the preponderance of current scientific and medical knowledge, unquote. So this new report includes revisions from the 2015 edition that were published in the scientific report of the 2020 Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee. So they put have a little committee that gets together and puts together all of these changes from the previous edition that's going to be published in the new edition. So here I'm going to start quoting directly from the summary. The new guidelines are designed for policymakers and nutrition and health professionals to help all individuals and their families consume a healthy, nutritionally adequate diet. The information in the dietary guidelines is used to develop, implement, and evaluate federal food nutrition and health policies and programs. It is also the basis for federal nutrition education materials designed for the public and for the nutrition education components of USDA and HHS nutrition programs. State and local governments, schools, the food industry, other businesses, community groups, and media also use dietary guidelines information to develop programs, policies, and communication for the general public. The aim of the dietary guidelines is to promote health and prevent disease. Because of this public health orientation, The Dietary Guidelines document is not intended to contain clinical guidelines for treating chronic diseases. Chronic diseases result from a complex mix of genetic, biological, behavioral, socioeconomic, and environmental factors, and people with these conditions have unique healthcare requirements that require careful oversight by a health professional. So then it goes on to say, the body of scientific evidence on diet and health reviewed to inform the dietary guidelines is representative of the U.S. population. It includes people who are healthy, people at risk for diet-related chronic conditions and diseases, such as cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity, and some people who are living with one or more of these diet-related chronic illnesses. At the same time, it is essential that federal agencies, medical organizations, and health professionals adapt the dietary guidelines to meet the specific needs of their patients as part of an individual multifaceted treatment plan for the specific chronic disease. Unquote. So there are two terms that they define in the guidelines, which are used throughout the report. One is dietary pattern, which is defined as the combination of foods and beverages that constitutes an individual's complete dietary intake over time. This may be a description of a customary way of eating or a description of a combination of foods recommended for consumption. The second thing that they define is nutrient-dense, and that's defined as foods and nutrient-dense foods and beverages provide vitamins, minerals, and other health-promoting components and have little added sugars, saturated fat, and sodium. Vegetables, fruits, whole grains, seafood, eggs, beans, peas, and lentils unsalted nuts and seeds, fat-free and low-fat dairy products, and lean meats and poultry. When prepared with no or little added sugars, saturated fat, and sodium, those are all nutrient-dense foods. And one of the reasons I put these two definitions in is because they use them quite a lot throughout this report and the executive summary. And they are also words or phrases that are used in so much health-related literature, in articles, just in so many different places. And I thought it was good to have those definitions in front of us. Okay, so this new edition of the guidelines has actually been changed in three ways. And the first change is the focus of the guidelines. And previous editions have focused primarily on healthy individuals, which at least in our country, in the US, that's less than half the people, half the adults in the US. So the new edition focuses on all individuals, healthy with a diet-related chronic disease, such as diabetes and cancer, those who are overweight or obese, and those who are at risk of developing a chronic disease. So secondly, the chain, they changed the dietary patterns to become a focus. And what this shows is that they are understanding that a dietary pattern is nutrients and food and that they don't get consumed in isolation. And to quote the guidelines, these foods and beverages act synergistically to affect health, So this change results in more emphasis on people's healthy dietary patterns, including food preferences, cultural traditions, and budgets, instead of individual foods, nutrients, and or food groups, which is what they've done before. The third and last change is a new focus on a, quote, lifespan approach, unquote. And simply put, that means that they're stressing the, quote, importance of encouraging healthy dietary patterns at every life stage from infancy through older adulthood, unquote. And what this does is it recognizes that our diets and diet patterns need to adjust as we age from infant through to old age, and this is actually the first time since 1985 that they have specifically included healthy diet patterns for infants and toddlers. So that's a big change. There are four overarching guidelines that are explored, recommended, and can be customized for each individual based on age, health, and budget. And I'm going to go through the four guidelines with a few examples of each one to give you an idea of what's contained in the overall report, which actually is 164 pages long, which is why I am just giving you a little summary. And as I have already been doing, a lot of this is going to be quoted directly from the report's executive summary. So the first is to follow a healthy, Dietary pattern at every life stage, unquote. Their life stages are infancy, toddlerhood, childhood, adolescence, adulthood, pregnancy, lactation, and older adulthood. So I guess I'm in the older adulthood part. And they specifically call out that, quote, it is never too early or too late to eat healthfully, unquote. I also thought it was very interesting that they suggest that for infants up to six months, that they are fed human milk exclusively, and it's six months to continue the human milk along with adding nutrient-dense food to their diet. See, that's where we start getting the nutrient-dense stuff. Number two is to customize and enjoy nutrient-dense food and beverage choices to reflect personal differences, excuse me, personal preferences, cultural traditions, and budgetary considerations. So they make it very clear that healthy diets are good for all individuals and that the guidelines are intended to be a framework for each person to use to customize to their own needs. Number three is, quote, focus on meeting food group needs with nutrient-dense foods and beverages and stay within calorie limits, unquote they consider the following as the core elements of a healthy dietary pattern. These are their foods. Vegetables of all types. Fruits, especially whole fruits. Grains, at least half whole grain, but they do suggest that whole grain for all of it is best. Dairy, protein foods, and oils. Number four, Section is to quote limit foods and beverages higher in added sugars, saturated fat, and sodium, and limit alcoholic beverages. And in this section, they also identify the actual limits that they believe or suggest should be followed for each of those items. And to sum up, the full 164 page document is very detailed and has become a better reference for the general American population to use in choosing their foods, drinks, and overall dietary pattern, because they have expanded it to really cover the whole of the American population, which before it was so pick and choose, and maybe you were included or maybe you weren't. So this is much more applicable to everyone and usable to everyone. So the link to the full report and the executive summary is at dietaryguidelines, all one word, .gov, G-O-V. And I will be sure to put that link in the show notes. So any, ever, anyone who doesn't get it or who's listening to the podcast someplace, they cannot write it down will be able to have it for themselves to, to look at and download if they want. Their executive summary is also helpful as a shorter reference, and that's at the same place. And I hope everyone will take a, take some time at least to look at this, if nothing else, at least the executive summary, and will find some things in there, <clears throat> some details maybe, that will be helpful to improve their own health and their own diet. So that's the end of what I have to say. I will add that I am not a doctor. This is not to be considered health advice. And if you are having any kind of issues, whether physical, emotional, or, or whatever, please go to see your own doctor and get some help. And if you're having an emergency, for sure, go to the emergency room.